city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And like, look at that. We got the tripod all right from the start. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City. Clovercrest Media, I should say, presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So subscribe, comment, like, share. What a week it is. We are finally, finally, I should say, into week 13. I was really excited waking up today because, well, in about, we were supposed to, in about 20 minutes, have in college basketball, one versus two early on in the season, but something called COVID-19 didn't make that possible. So it's just the year that keeps on giving and this tragic and terrible year. But there has been some good for us New York fans because the New York Giants, believe it or not, and I still look at the graphic, the New York Giants are currently the NFC East division leaders. And they have a huge, huge test. And we talked about it on Tuesday, a little bit, a little bit about it. Not going to have Daniel Jones. He's doubtful. He's not going to play. Cole McCoy is going to be the guy. So this is a huge test for the New York Giants. This is actually, I, I want to say this is a big test for the Seattle Seahawks as well, because the Giants defense, yes, not having any big time stars on it, maybe other than James Bradbury, is a very, very, I would say almost dominant defense at times. So we're going to see just how good the Seattle Seahawks offense is, which we know is one of the best, but I want to see it against a defense where we've seen the Seattle offense go against a couple weeks ago, the Rams struggled against the Rams struggled against Buffalo two legit defenses. The giants have a legit defense. No matter what people want to say, it doesn't matter. The Giants' defense is legit. The reason why they say that it's not legit is because because they don't, they don't have no big time. Like I said, no big time stars with the exception of people, people are saying it. People are saying it because of their record. That's why they're saying it. That people have a hard time saying the Giants yeah. have a good defense because they're three and seven. Uh, and you sound stupid when you are four and seven. You sound dumb saying that. But the truth is, and this is what we've been talking about. And I think why this is important to, to honestly say. This defense is very good, and yeah. the Giants should should have been you on a seven-game winning streak right now. They just haven't you, closed out those games. You could almost say that the two best teams in the NFC East right now have the two best defenses, which are the Washington football team and the New York well, they football do. Giants. The Gi- those two teams have legit defenses. So I'm not. I know we're gonna we're talking about the Giants, but the Steelers are gonna have their hands full against a very good Washington defense as well. Come Monday night, well, well, or the Monday Giants, afternoon. The Giants have the ninth. They're tied for ninth ranked defense with the Indianapolis Colts. And as you were just saying, Trev, you said the Washington football team. They're ranked seventh. They got a legit. They're defense. ranked seventh. They right got now a legit football. defense. So both of these teams have been top ten over, defenses, overachieving to some. You would say because coming into this year. We knew what the Giants' defense was last year. It was historically bad. Pa- uh, Patrick Graham, defense coordinator, has done a tremendous job of putting all the right pieces together. And with a team that lacks edge rushers, I should say, they have edge rushers. I should say elite edge rushers. They still are getting to the quarterback. They have are tied fourth currently right now with 18 takeaways in the NFL. So they're doing the right thing, this defense. The question is, though, we're going into this game, and this is a true test for all Giant fans because guess what? If you want to get to the playoffs, if you want to host a playoff game, 
This could be a possible first-round matchup in the next month, believe it or not. So we know what this Giants offense has been all year. We're going to see a completely new offense. I don't know what they're going to do with Cole McCoy. I don't know how they're going to pan out with him. But who faces more pressure on them coming in to Seattle? Is it the Giants offense or is it this surprising New York Giants defense? Anybody want to start? It's the defense. Let's yeah, do it. See, here's the thing. Let's do it. So then we could have the argument. Come on, I'm waiting for it. All right, Joe, you see I'm already rolling up the sleeves, getting ready. So here's the already thing. <laughs> Okay. The, the Joe, cap- you got the hair and ponytail back already? So the cap- No, no, we're flying We're flying crazy back here today. Okay. So we're going Barry Melrose today. Okay. The obvious choice would be the offense. Absolutely, because you're like, listen, guys, they have to score points. They have to stay with the Seattle offense, who is probably – they're what we had them as the fourth rank offense in total yards. They're leading the league in points per game, almost 32 points a game. You know, Russell Wilson's putting up an MVP caliber season. DK Metcalf is leading the league in receiving yards, even though they don't have a rushing attack. But the, the obvious answer is not always the obvious answer. And it's the defense. The defense that we just talked about that's ranked ninth total, uh, tied for ninth in the NFL. Listen, but here's what I noticed up. Passing yards, 19th. Passing attempts, 20th. Passing completions, 23 yards. So where they struggle is passing yards. That's what Seattle does well. The reason why I say the Giants' defense has more pressure is because, as we talked about on the show on Tuesday, and Joe, you did agree with me, if the Giants are going to win this game, it has to be under 24 points. I said anything that if Seattle scores more than 24 points, more likely than not, the Giants are going to lose because I don't expect Colt McCoy to put up that. I do expect Colt McCoy to play well. I do the Giants expect them to play well and perform well and run the football, control the clock. So I don't think there's pressure on the offense to do anything more than what they haven't done all season. I don't expect them to go out there and fly high and put up 30 points. I need the Giants to play good, sound defense to keep this game close. So because if Seattle jumps out to an early lead, 10-0, 14-0. How much do you, tr- how much do you trust this Giants offense? offense to come back? So that's why I say there's more pressure on the defense to maintain the game for the offense, keep it close. We're at 17-14, 17-13, 20-17, something around there late in the fourth quarter where the Giants offense can then maybe steal a victory late in the fourth quarter. I think you're confusing pressure with who needs to do their job better. Because well, uh, it's, it's no, no. And I'll tell look, let's go back to the Tampa game for a minute. Giants lost that game, and we had very different takes on it. I told you I thought the Giants could 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 win some games in a row here. And as I told you how I saw the Giants possibly – this is, again, before the winning streak even started, I said they're going to have to win one of these games. And at the time, I thought Daniel Jones would be the quarterback when we got to this game. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an important game to see where Daniel Jones stacked up, first of all, against yeah. a guy yeah. like Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And then and then secondly, on the road in a big game, can, can you know, again, when we talk about can you go to Lambeau and beat Brett Favre? Can you go to Lambeau and beat Aaron Rodgers? Well, Eli did it. Mm-hmm. And so you want to see if does Daniel Jones have this in him? So, so for me, th- leading up to this game, I thought if, if he's our quarterback next year, he damn well better play good in this game. Yeah. The fact that he's not good in this, he's not going to be in this game, Teddy, it, it's really incumbent on Colt McCoy to not put up a goose egg. Well, I would say this is more the, for the defense to perform better then because hold on, hold on. Listen, if the Giants, if the Giants keep Seattle to 
12 points, 15 points, 18 points, and the offense scores three. And again, you said about the, the obvious. Before the Colt McCoy problem, or situation, I should say, I would have said it's all on the defense because I, I I don't know if Daniel Jones can score enough points against Seattle well, to win a game. Well, 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 the reason why it's different now is because now I'm concerned about the offense not scoring at all, mm-hmm. not putting the ball in the end zone at all, or or we're going to see three or four Graham Gano field goals, and I don't think 12 points wins this game. No. Mm-mm. I said under so the pressure, the pressure's, the pressure's on the offense – because there's no Daniel Jones to at least uh, score enough points that if the defense does what they're supposed to do, what I think they can do, and I'm sure they're going to, but if the offense, again, Ted, last week I would have said, yes, it's all on the defense. They got to stop Russ. They've got to keep him off the scoreboard. Jones can do enough to win the game. Now my fear is I don't think Colt McCoy can do nearly enough to win this football game. If it's not, I'm sorry to interrupt, but if it's not, is it more on Cole McCoy then? So should your question, and maybe this question can be, um, no, I would, no, let me come, because I think really that's what it comes down to. See, Charles, I don't know. I don't know if Charles a Giants fan. I don't know. He's joking. I think he's joking. No, he's joking because if you watch the show, I defend the Pittsburgh Steelers more than a lot of people do right now. The way I would relate this is the Thursday or the Wednesday game at 340. Baltimore really didn't have a chance to beat Pittsburgh. Their only way to beat Pittsburgh. Jays. 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 Here we go. Let me get back to my point so we can stay on topic. For Baltimore to win the game Wednesday against the Steelers was their defense had to keep them in the game and had to play well and maybe get a couple turnovers and get a cheap field on a special teams play, which they did, because they knew Robert Griffin III wasn't going to be able to play as well or up to the expectations that Lamar does. And it's not like Lamar's having an MVP. Hold on. But – I haven't, but really, but I, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Baltimore, if you watch that game carefully, Baltimore's defense with only four defense linemen on the actual field roster, and they only started two at the time, and they were rotating in, kept them in the game. Here's my kept kept them in the game until the end, and they almost had a chance to beat Pittsburgh. I don't, and that's why I relate this to the Giants: is can the Giants' defense play good enough and keep Russell in contain, Joe? I don't think that the pressure is on Cole McCoy. I think the pressure is on the running attack. Because the running attack, the ground game. So you're saying offense too? Listen, just wait for one second. I'm I'm talking about both because the defense does face pressure. The defense has been great. But what is your answer first? I would go with the defense, but I'm also going to give a point. But I would also give a point. Real quick, real quick. Answer this question first. Yes. Tomorrow, which of these two do you expect will perform best? The offense or the defense? I expect the defense to perform better. Okay. So then the pressure's on the offense to bring it. And again, if the defense goes out and does what we think they're going to do, then it's clearly the the offense is the wild card here. Because this this team was scoring 13 points a game with Daniel Jones as the quarterback. And despite Jace's uh, analysis of Colt, I don't think he's scoring 13 points in this game. But here's here. Hold on. So here's my flip to your thing. If the Giants' defense doesn't play well, they have zero chance. The Giants' offense could play great, and they could still lose. And that, so that's my point. And that, the Giants' defense, if they 
crapped the bed out. I was trying to use the proper word without getting myself in trouble. They crapped the bed out. The Giants offense has no chance because we don't have we don't have that expectation that the Giants offense will perform great. Even if the Giants score 24 points, they could still lose 34-24. So that's why I say there's more pressure on the defense to keep them in the game because if they don't play well, Joe, to our expectations, they have zero chance like Charles said. So well, let me talk about that because the defense has to perform like they have. And I want to see how legit this defense is because we're going against one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in football. And so we're going to get to see a true test. My thing is, is why I said the running game and not Cole McCoy is because this running game has been very successful. The reason why they've been winning games is because they're controlling tempo in the ground attack. They've been averaging, I don't know if, what they had last week specifically, but I know coming into that week or last week, they were averaging more than over 150 yards. I know Goldman had about 95 yards, so I'm pretty sure they probably did about the same against a bad Cincinnati um, defense. The ground game sets up everything. I don't expect Colt McCoy, I don't expect Jason Garrett to throw a lot of crazy things at Colt McCoy. I expect Colt McCoy to play a lot of, I don't know, mediocre. And I don't expect him to have a game where everybody, I mean, I know Jace thinks that he's going to be amazing. I can name four better backups. But, but, uh, but my thing is, is that if they get, that ground game, if you get the ground game going, and that's why they've been successful the past month, the ground game is starting to work. The offensive line has been working. It's gelling. So if those continue to work, then I expect the Giants to be in this game. And I say late in this game as well. They have to keep this offense off the field, though. That's the most important thing. So you know what? I'm actually doing it in mid-sentence. I'm changing my pick. I'm going to say the offense faces more pressure. Because you have to keep Russell Wilson and this dominant deep offense off the field. For any chance to stay in this game for four quarters, they have to maintain tempo of this game, control the clock, and control yeah, the ground. but if the defense doesn't play well, we have no chance. It won't matter what the, the defense is. Because here's the thing. Right. Right, right. So we're so so so. Look, it's not again. I'm telling you, it's not pressure. It's they've got to execute. The pressure's on the 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 pressure to me is on the group, Teddy. The aspect of the game that I don't think even has the capability to do what they need to do to win. I said the offense. I know because I did change, I did because change my the, the, the defense, offense. If the defense the gives up early scores, right? Just early, right? And it ends up being like somehow fourteen to three early in the middle of the second quarter with five minutes left. The Giants are going to press, which means they're not going to be able to run the football and control the clock like you would want to. If the game, if the Giants defense is performing well and it's 7-3 with six minutes left in the second quarter, the Giants can still play their game. You ever know that story or tale where you want to play your game, but when the team starts jumping on you early, they take you out of your game plan. So if your game plan is to run the football, like the Browns and the Titans do and other teams, but you're down 14, 17, nothing, you can't run the ball. Now you become predictable. Now you have to pass the ball on first, second. And we know that Cole McCoy is not going to be out there throwing the ball 30 to 40 times. We want him to be. So again, all the pressures on the offense because yeah, yeah, so they can't, yeah, if they, if they come I, out there, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. Teddy, if the offense comes out and 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 the six series in the first half, three and outs. Guess what? If the defense is going to be The pressure's not on the defense because the defense at that point will be so screwed it won't matter. And if the it'll be, it'll be, it'll, 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 what it'll come down to is do they get rolled over and give up forty-one points or do they keep fighting and give up twenty-seven? And but is, the pressures, the, the pressures, all on the Giants' offense because if they can't, if they can't stay on the field at all, mm-hmm. and that's a legit concern I have. 
I mean at all. Even with Daniel Jones as quarterback at times this year, we've had to rely on the defense so much because of the offense has been at stagnant. At, the at, offense at, has to outperform expectations yeah. with a backup quarterback and no Saquon Barkley. That's asking a lot of this offense. It's not a good one. It doesn't score a lot of points with your best players in it. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, all yeah. the pressure is on the offense. And it is the obvious answer, well, but if the offense can't score, they're not going anywhere fast. And if the defense ends up spending the entire game on the field, they're going to get exposed. There's no way they won't get exposed. It's not fair. And by the way, to address what Jay said, there are 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. If you look at the list of backup quarterbacks, there's some there's some flips in names. People like Mitch Trubisky, who some days are, some days aren't. Or Jameis Winston was actually listed as the best backup in the NFL oh, at NFL.com, and, and yeah. he's been completely passed over for the job. Being the best backup quarterback is like being the best backup kicker. It doesn't. It's like yeah, it's like the. It rarely will ever mean anything or come into play. I mean. We get to see a truly great matchup, though, as well in this game between, hold on, between DK Metcalf, who is leading this league in receiving right now, and James Bradbury, who to some has been one of the best, if not the best corner in football. I, put, I would put him second behind Jalen He's Ramsey. been, it's a true matchup of a shutdown corner versus a number one receiver. I can't wait to watch this matchup. I know this defense is going to come to play because they've come to play every week. It's the offense. If they can run the football like they have the past month, if their offensive line can give Colt McCoy enough time to deliver the ball, the Giants will be in this game late in the fourth quarter. So, yes, Joe, I, I do agree with you. I, I switched, I flipped my switch, and I picked. Yeah, they have one of the worst. Listen, listen, listen hey, uh, real quick, for, for people like Charles, who obviously aren't doing your homework, let me tell you something. Russ hasn't put up 35 points in six weeks, not since Dallas. He's been scoring in the 20s. So so cut the crap with Russ. He's been playing like garbage as of the Seahawks. Yeah, if you want me, me to start bashing his team, you should they haven't scored, they haven't scored over 25 points in three weeks. Three weeks. So don't give me that nonsense. Dude, a good defense has and will stop Russell Wilson. Make no mistake. Well, he's a this, Steeler the, fan. this is why I don't care what he whatever who cares what he likes. He's a Steeler fan. He, he does do his homework, but he's got the best defense in football. He didn't do his he didn't do his homework on the Steelers because I keep hearing people. Hold on, I keep hearing people running their mouth about how great Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's been playing like garbage too. Don't don't confuse six weeks ago with what's happening right now. Everybody's banged up. It's the NFL and a pandemic. Now you're making excuses. Now you're, now you're making, making excuses. Everybody's dealing with stuff. Stop that crap. Don't tell the Seahawks. No, no. I'm telling you right now. We're not gonna. We're not gonna throw some. Pa- uh, we're gonna give a pass to one team, but not other teams. Saquon Barkley hasn't been in the. In, 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 all year he's been out now. So give me, give me a rest on that, bud. No thanks. We're not like playing that game. He's we're not playing that game. Yeah, he had no running him. game, and he had no passing game, bro. Come on. That's Jack. what's been happening. Yeah, Seattle's been- a mess. Hold Seattle's on, not – this on, isn't – let me tell you something. This is not the best Seahawks team the Giants are playing right now. They couldn't be meeting Seattle at a better time than right now. And it's a shame that they won't have Daniel Jones so we could really see what's what. The, Seattle probably wins this game today simply because Daniel Jones isn't there. 
Chaz, I love you, but you might be the worst 11-0 team in the history of football. Okay, and I've been defending the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a really good football team. I disagree. I think the Steelers are really good. Look, I'm going to explain why the Steelers are good using what Charles just said against the Giants against them because that's the kind of nonsense that we deal with with people, okay? I love it. I love it. The Steelers are 11-0, and, and and look, they're not winning 35 nothing. Who the hell said that's how this works? I mean, they're winning. We I mean, had a whole, I, hold on. We had, hold on. we had a whole conversation before the show started about Jacob DeGrom and how great Jacob DeGrom is, despite the fact he never gets wins. And the whole purpose of these sports, as far as I'm concerned, is the wins and the losses. So stop measuring things based on anything but W's and L's. It's a team game. And 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 Jacob DeGrom does his job. But didn't do it long enough and doesn't do it well enough. Every night he just doesn't. That's how it works. Now, the Steelers have dispatched everybody in front of them. They don't win pretty. But they win. Exactly. Some look some a days. Win. Listen, a win is a win. You you got to look, you got to get over that idea. Look, the Giants are in a bad division and they're the best team in a bad division. That's just those are the cards they're being dealt. Exactly. And now they got to play Seattle. They have to beat Seattle. We're going to see just how good the Giants are, like I said last week. It, how, just, it how, just sucks like Joe said that we don't have our starting quarterback to really know how good this Giants well, team is. Or, or, and don't forget this, we keep forgetting because it's been eight weeks now, but the guy who they built this friggin' offense around has not been there all year. And now that the offensive line is actually playing well, imagine if he was back there, what this team would look like. So don't, call, don't tell me the Giants are a dumpster fire, but you're like, my team's banged up. The Giants' best player is not on the field. I mean, come on. Yeah, you can't, you can't make it count. And I know, Vince, I would love to have the weapons that the, that the Steelers have. He just texted me, said, I'm looking to stir the pot. He, 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 he just had a Joe Ram, baby. I love it. We got to have, instead of the dollar. Bring it. I love it. I do love it. I mean, you think about, look, I took my blood pressure pill this morning, so I'm, I'm good. Same guy that agrees with you with politics. Okay. So remember, <laughs> and here's the thing. You got to give the Steelers credit. And I know I'm not taking away from talking things, but here's the thing. He is right. They were, And you even said it when it first happened. You thought the Devin Bush middle linebacker injury would be huge. I'll tell you, the kid that they've had, they've, they brought in for him, the kid Village. He's been unbelievable. Yeah, yes. The big loss the other day, budget pre ACL. But here's the thing: they did not play well the other night against the Ravens, and the Ravens had what twenty nine starters out, like twenty total players out in that game. The Ravens had no business in that game the other day. This and, but the Steelers found a way to win because good teams find a way to win. That's and what the, and the Giants have done that the past couple of weeks, and they need to continue that. And it's going to be a t- it's going to Look be a t- my boy Victor. My boy Victor says. That's a joke, by the way. His name's Hector, but I call him Victor. Giants are 4-2 and two in their last six games. The two losses by a combined three points. Don't tell me the Giants are a dumpster fire. It tells me that you, you're, you're, I love Charles. He's obviously spending a lot of time paying attention to the AFC, and with good reason. You need to see who's going to knock your Steelers off. The Steelers are going to go 15-1. and one. No, they're going undefeated, baby. They're not. They're not. It's too hard. And I've said this before, and I'll say this again. It bears repeating. To be to be sixteen and zero, you have to be perfect. The Steelers aren't. They're a good football team, real good football team, and and I and I think they could win the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. I think they, especially when you're winning the scrappy games you're winning right now. Yeah, I think that's good 
for postseason play. Because yeah. you're not going to score 45 points in a postseason game. Not happening. I'll let you the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I'll let you not against it. that. Not against that defense. It's not. So, so again, I mean, to me, the Steelers are priming themselves up for a good playoff run here. I just got to win 17-16. doesn't have to be pretty. But if you look at the, the Steelers' offense, they don't have a great running game, okay? Big Ben's older. They have, they have really good young receivers on that on the foot. They got three good young receivers. They have a good tight end in Eric Ebron. But their defense is their leader of their pack. The, their defense is number one in the league for a reason. They, they're able to sack the quarterback. They stop the run. They make the offenses predictable. And then they have great secondary. Listen, the Giants' secondary and defense. Exactly. And listen, the only reason why the Giants are not higher up is because they don't have enough playmakers yet. They have great. And I'm not. Listen, people are like, what do you mean, Blake Martin? Listen, they don't have a TJ Watt on the defense. They don't have a guy that you can line up and say he's going to wreck house. Yeah. Could go six until they lost. Why isn't it? I like that. Through? I, I should address this. Oh, it's I important like it. that I address it. He's doing this is what I asked. This is what I tell you. If you're going to say something and I can turn your logic around on you, it's not a good argument. Now, let me explain. I did say the Chiefs would go 16 and 0 until they lost a the game. I did say that. Why don't I say that about the Steelers? Well, the Steelers aren't as good a football team as the Chiefs are, plain and simple. Uh, if, if, the, if the Chiefs, uh, if the Steelers, rather, as Charles said, weren't so banged up, and and I saw them winning their games the way the Chiefs were winning their games earlier in the year. I might think that. I say this. Look uh, again to go sixteen and zero. Everything's got to be working. Yeah. To go zero and sixteen, everything has to not be working. <laughs> it's hard. It's as hard to go zero and sixteen as it is to go sixteen and zero. Well, the Jets two, are doing a hell of a job. Two teams. Two teams have gone zero and sixteen. One's gone sixteen and zero. That's how hard it is. It's happened three times. I mean, as bad as the Giants have been the last four years, always beat the Redskins. Always got those couple wins. You're always going to beat somebody. I mean, even the Jaguars. Jaguars, first first game of the season, beat the Colts. Joe said the Chiefs could be undefeated till they lose. No, the Steelers can't be 16-0 and until they lose. No, no, no. They can. Look, do you want me to see that the Steelers are undefeated? I guess you won the argument. Yes, they're undefeated. Can they go undefeated for the rest of the season? Statistically, no, probably not. The odds are greatly stacked against them. Are they a great enough football team to overcome the odds? No, probably not. I think they'll lose one game before it's over. Yeah, the playoffs. But I, I understand why you had that concern. I appreciate the question. I'm glad I could answer it for you, and I hope I satisfied your curiosities. I'll take a uh, question for 200, please. I'll take uh, football questions for 200, please. Thank you. So let's move on to two quarterbacks that need to perform on the big screen. Now, I'm not talking about the progressive commercials or the Heisman commercials with Tim Tebow, Kyler Murray, and Baker Mayfield. I'm talking to you, too. What former Oklahoma number one pick needs to perform better this weekend for this team, for their team to succeed? And they have huge matchups, playoff implication-type games. Cardinals are playing against one of the best defenses in the L.A. Rams. And then the Browns, who are 8-3, believe it or not, but to some, maybe the worst 8-3 ever, is going against that man, Derrick Henry, and the Tennessee Titans, who are starting to heat up at the right time. And we're going to talk about Derrick Henry in a little while because there's a certain question that we're going to talk about. And I hope you, too, have your players. I don't have my players. That's great to know. Tell the world that you don't have – see, kids never prepared. Joe, what are we going to do with this guy? You're like Peter. 
I'm like Michael. He's Don. You're like Peter. I don't, okay? I don't care. This is an <laughs> obvious one, Teddy, right? This this is an obvious question. Uh, Bake in the cage, bro. Baker Mayfield. It's obvious. The, why do people say they're the worst eight and three team you've ever seen? Because of the quarterback. If they if he was so damn good, you wouldn't even question it. Why is the three biggest games that he's played this year? He's played super poorly. Now you'd say, well, there's more pressure on Kyle Murray to perform. All right. Well, statistically. The Cards have a better ranked defense than the Browns, 13th to the 20th. They're better ranked in total yards, 14th to 16th. They're better in pass defense, 13th to 20th. The only difference, the Browns are ninth in uh, rush defense. Cardinals are 21st. But they're fourth in the league in rushing attack, the Cardinals. But there's more pressure on Baker Mayfield because you. here's the biggest question I see out there is, if the Browns can't win this week against the Titans or they can't win this year in the big games, should the Browns move on from Baker Mayfield? If Kyler Murray, excuse me, loses this week to the Rams, they don't make the playoffs or they lose in the first round, no one's even going to question that. Because if you look statistically, Kyler Murray is up there for MVP race, even though the team is not winning. Statistically, he's having a great season. I try to look at a couple games because Keyshawn Johnson was on the other day talking about how bad Kyler Murray's played. Yeah, he played really bad against New England. And he lost to Seattle the week before, but he had 269 yards passing, two touchdowns, no picks. Okay, so no turnovers. Week before against Buffalo, 245 yards, one touchdown. But the week before against Miami, even though he lost, he had 283 yards passing, three touchdown passing, no picks, and he had 100 yards rushing and one rushing touchdown. And the reason why I say those numbers is because people are always willing to knock him for losing games. He's performing well. But Baker Mayfield... If they want to win these big games, he has to perform well. And I'll just do these last three stats, and I'll let Trevor run with it. Against Baltimore this year, there are three big games. He was 21-1 of 39 for 54% completion percentage, 189 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Against Pittsburgh, he was 10 of 18. We know he didn't even finish the game. 55 completion percentage, 119, one touchdown, two picks. And I didn't use the other game, but I used the Colts game because their defense was top 10. He was 21 of 37, even though they won the game. Doesn't mean anything, though. 57 completion percentage, 247, two touchdowns, two picks. That's not going to win you playoff games in January. Trev? I'm going to say Kyler Murray. Plain and simple. I know it's going to sound crazy, but the Baker Mayfield, the Browns, they're 8-3. It's not because of Baker, Baker Mayfield. We get that. It's their defense. Their defense has performed. I know that the Cardinals statistics-wise, statistically – because we love stats, don't we, Joe? Would say the Cardinals. But they also have been winning because of that dominant run game. What did the Tennessee Titans do so well also? And they still win. They run because they have a dominant run game. Yes, but we also say when five times a game, when Ryan Tannehill has to be You that- just talk for 15 minutes. Can I say something for 10 seconds? Shut your toilet. But I'm just Thank saying, you. quarterback has to make a play, right? Shut when it. it matters the most. Shut it. Right? Does when you're controlling your but if you can control tempo, he's we, not the reason why they lose games. Look, look, he's not the reason why they lose okay, games. I know. Okay, I get that. But this is like the same argument we could have had back in the day with Eli, because the Giants were winning because of their defense and their dominant ground attack. And we used to bash Eli. Oh, is Eli the answer? Well, guess what? I'm not saying the Browns and Baker are going on to win a Super Bowl. Please, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but they had a dominant run game. They survived because they controlled tempo. It wasn't pretty. 
Their defense does the job. They have an elite passer of Miles Garrett. They have a good secondary. But they do. Eli make the throws when it matters. Yes, he did. I get, hard. I he get, did. I know. He. I get that. But Kyler Murray, if Kyler goes down, because he already is dealing with an injury, the Cardinals are screwed. I try, I think we talked about. I came on last week. I drawn on the G-man. We looked up the Cardinals' backup quarterback. I think it was um like Stephen Shriveler or something. I I swear to God. And then Brent Hundley was the third string quarterback. If Kyler Murray goes down, he does everything for that team. Baker Mayfield. We've been bashing him because he does nothing for the team. But they're still winning. The Cardinals. They need Kyler to do everything. Legs, his arm. If they don't, they're screwed. They have no chance of winning. The Browns still at least have a a good shot to win each and every week because they control tempo. The ground attack is dominant with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And I know Baker Mayfield, his stats aren't pretty, but when you have a ground game, and we should know this as Giant fans, you can win in this league still. Just ask the Tennessee Titans and Joe's favorite player, Derrick Henry. Help me out here just for a minute so I can understand what you two just said to me. The question is, which quarterback needs to perform better for their team to succeed, Baker or Kyler? Mm-hmm. Ted, you seem to indicate Kyler was your choice. No, no, Baker. Baker. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Here, here's I'm going to tell you what I think because my my answer is going to be weird and and not right, or maybe not even answering the <laughs> well, question. No, the reason I said is it's not about now. It's about the big games of the playoff games, and it's not that I knock Trevor's point on Kyler because he is right. Trevor, no, you're both right. right. You're both more. right. But you're Baker's both right. Now team, listen. So you're going to be the one that's going to be wrong. Are you telling me now? I don't know. Listen, let me just let me talk. I'll tell you if you're off the table. Legit, let me let me talk let me talk this out with you guys because you both make great points, and I'm I I I not I understand both points, but my thought is who needs to perform better for their team to succeed, Baker or Kyler? Mm-hmm. Right? We talked about what a great year Kyler had played like garbage last week. The week before wasn't that hot, but you're right, Teddy. I mean, he's been playing great all year. He's, he's in the MVP race. Kyler Murray's not the problem mm-hmm. in Arizona. Not no. even close. No. He's not the problem. So does he need to play better for them to succeed? No. Other people on that team need to play better for him to succeed, certainly. Mm-hmm. But then that begs the question, does Baker need to play better for them to win? And the answer seemingly would be no. Baker just needs to hand the ball to people, uh, and then when he does throw it, and so he doesn't over. He so to. he doesn't overthrow you. Just keep yeah. keep sending him the Jarvis Landry because he'll make you look good. Um, so who needs to play better for them to succeed? Probably Kyler needs to play better. And I don't know if he's capable of it. I don't know how much better. I don't know how much better Kyler can be. You know what I'm saying, uh, Teddy? Uh, the, the numbers on the uh, on the game with 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 the Dolphins: 300 yards passing, three touchdowns, 100 yards on the ground. How many of those does he have in him? Because if Kyler could do that every week for the rest of the season, just go get the trophy now and let's send it to Arizona. Let's beat the traffic. To take away him running because he has currently his right shoulder has been bothering gotcha. him. And you right, know how so, he's right. So my my thing is is. What expectations more could you have of Kyler? What could he do to play better? I think is what my question would be, as opposed to could Baker play better and then be a better team? Yes. Yeah, if Baker didn't better. overthrow everybody all the time, mm-hmm. yes, that would really be helpful. I've seen Mayfield make some great passes and then three yeah. in a row where it just goes over everybody's head. I don't understand it. 
So if Baker plays better, if Baker played better and started hitting passes and not overthrowing everybody, the Browns would be a much better eight and three football team than what we're saying they are. And that we might be talking about as a Super Bowl contender instead of the worst eight and three team we've ever, because the difference between yeah. Baker Mayfield and Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Tannehill last year proved that he can make the throws when he needed to. And we question Baker Mayfield. See, we look at the Titans. We should be looking at the Titans the same way we look at the Browns. Dominant running game with a quarterback that can control the game and make the throws when you that's need to. That's all the Browns need. That's why I, I know. say the, that's why the but Browns here's the thing. Could, see, the Cardinals don't have that ground attack like the Browns well, do. Yes, I they know. do. They're fourth in the league in rushing. I think, well, listen, if, if Ryan Tannehill... If Take Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback, they're still in the top five. That is not true. Yeah, it is. He said it the other day. Without Kyler? Yes. BS. If, BS. if Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, I would call them Super Bowl contenders right this second. The difference between the Browns and the, and the Titans is the quarterback we have more trust in. And at the end of the day, when the playoffs comes and they stack 10 in the box and say, go beat me one-on-one on the outside, they don't trust Baker Mayfield can do it. Look at the three games, even the Oakland game a couple weeks ago. Now, you could say the weather was awful, windy, crazy. If you remember that game, it was windy. It was really rainy. But he didn't perform well at all. And both teams had a good running game, Josh Jacobs versus the Browns. But guess what? Derek Carr made the throws when he needed to. So, Kyler Murray has performed great, and you are right. And, Joe, if he continues to play great and has those games like he did against Miami, they could still lose. But the Browns, they're winning games with him playing bad or or mediocre. What would happen if he actually played well? That's what I'm trying to say. You know what I yeah. mean? The Browns? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I'm because to here's say. the thing. They're still winning even though he's playing so Here's the thing. The right Titans now. were really good. And they went into Kansas City last year. And they, they jumped on it early and they run the ball. But then Tannehill could not make the plays down the stretch in the passing game. The Browns to be able to beat the Steelers or to beat the Chiefs or the teams that we have this expectation of Super Bowl caliber team, the Browns are going to get their running yards. They're going to get their gains. But can Baker Mayfield on third and seven make the throw to continue the drive so that they can get points down the road? Because you know the Steelers or the Chiefs or whoever else that you think you want to put at that upper echelon is going to score points. You know, this is going back to the giant thing. Your defense can play great. But if your quarterback can't score you more than 20, 30 points a game, you're not going to win the playoff game. Because Eli Manning went into Green Bay at negative five degrees and outplayed Brett Favre. Wasn't because the running game ran for 300 yards and they dominated the clock. It is because Plaxico Burris and Eli Manning and Amani Toomer were clutch. And, and if you watch that game carefully, Eli Manning made the throws continuously over and over and over again. And every time we watch playoffs every year, you're wondering, like, why can't Alex Smith and certain quarterbacks make these throws in the playoff game and win games, even though they're really good quarterbacks and their teams are good? Because they're just not good enough, okay? Eli Manning, the reason why he has two Super Bowls is because he was clutch in the playoffs and Phillip Rivers wasn't for the Chargers. Couldn't make the clutch throw, made the overthrow, and it was a pick, and they lost games. 
I, 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 I would put the, and I, that's why I put it on see, Baker Mayfield. I, put, I would put Kyler in the category of how valuable he is in the sense of almost where Russell Wilson is because if Kyler goes down, the this, team is done. The team is done with Baker Mayfield. If he goes down, they, they, could, they could still survive. They got Case Keenum. Oh, yeah, who's also a better backup than Cobra Coin, by the way. Uh, anyways, <laughs> there's another one, Jace, who led them to the NFC Championship game. But my point Eagles. is, is that they could, if they have Case Keenum, okay, Baker goes down, they have Case Keenum. They still have the ground game. If the Cardinals lose Kyler Murray, they're a top three, top two pick. That's how I think that. That's how bad I think they are. And DeAndre Hopkins is not who he is. I still don't think he's going to be who he is because Kyler has been that good for them, running as well. And that's why when you said the take away his legs, how good is their rushing attack with Kenyon Drake? Is it still that good? It take away well, Kyler Murray's stats because he has been running all over the field this year. He's been almost running for his life at times. That's why they have great stats. It's because you got a quarterback that can pick you apart with his legs. His legs are just as good as his arm. And that's why I say if Kyler goes down and if he doesn't perform, then the Cardinals will be screwed. If Baker struggles again, the Browns can still survive. That's what my point. That's what I'm trying to say. The, the Browns can still survive because we've seen it. I know they've struggled against the good teams, but they still survive and they still win. And in this league, no matter what, and I say this all the time because everybody wants to hate on the Steelers because – they they won an ugly way the last game. A win is a win. It doesn't matter how you win. If you win, it's a win in the column, and it's not an L. But see, I don't, ex- I, I don't expect the Cardinals to be in the playoff race. They shouldn't be. They're not that good of a team. They should have lost the Bills. Lucky Hail Mary. Okay? The Cardinals are not that good of a team. You can go back to the thing, and they've gotten really lucky. In it and, yeah. I mean, for good listen, they and, and, and here's the other thing. They should have lost the <laughs> Thursday night football game like six, four or five weeks ago Seattle. when Russell Wilson threw three picks because Ru- the Seattle Seahawks were up by 14 points going into that fourth quarter, and they should have beat the Cardinals. So realistically, the Cardinals should not be six and five. They should be four and – Well, don't forget, four and don't forget about the miracle game. So and and I just said that, away. and I said that, four and seven. So the Cardinals, as good as Kyler Murray is, they should probably only have four wins. They should have lost the Bills game. That should have never happened. Do we Are we both on the same agreement that that should not happen to Hail Mary like yeah. that? And they should have lost to the Seattle Seahawks both times because Seattle and Russell were cooking in that game. They were up by double digits in the fourth quarter. And Russell threw three picks in that game, which is unheard of a Russell Wilson, and the kick of Seattle missed a kick at late in the game. So you put – I mean, listen, I know football and stuff happens, but realistically, they they should only have four wins as good as Kyler Murray's played. Okay? Bakers played like crap, and they still would have won eight games. Joe, you got anything else to finish up with on this? anything else about this yeah or no yeah well you know it's funny jace commented he said and you guys did you definitely both did that you said the you said you said a name and then you basically explained why it was the other guy that had to perform better you said, who do you pick? And I said, Baker. And I, I said, Kyler. And I said, he didn't play well in the big game. Play better needs to perform better for their team to succeed. Yeah. He needs to perform better because here's the thing. If he plays to the level of a number one pick, Joe, Okay, if he was playing at Kyler Murray status, right, we take the Browns as maybe the second best team in the AFC, only behind the Chiefs. I would put them over the Steelers maybe because of how dominant their offense could be with that running game in him. Yeah. That's how I think if Baker Mayfield could play great, what I think of the Browns, realistically. And I You give the Browns no shot every against the Titans or the Steelers or Baltimore because of Baker Mayfield, not because of the defense, not because of the running game, not because of coaching anymore. It's because of the quarterback, because you don't have faith, and no one else does in Baker Mayfield to win a big game. It's the truth. 
You give the Cardinals a shot because of Kyler Murray every game. Because you know he's that damn good. And they don't even have to be good defensively. Well, so, again, I think it begs the question on both guys. Like I said, I I don't know. Does Kyler Murray have it in him to throw for 300 yards, 250 to 300 yards, and run for 100 yards every game for the rest of the year? I'd say probably not. Not that he's not a great player. But then, again, right, I mean, could Kyler do that? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's done it. He could throw for 300 and run for 100 for the next four or five games out the rest of the season. That's It's believable. But the question actually says who needs to perform better for their team to succeed. The answer is definitely not Baker then. I would say Kyler. Because, right, I think they can succeed even if Baker continues to be mediocre. And you're right. If Kyler doesn't if Kyler doesn't play better or maintain that high level, they've got zero chance. And a perfect example of this is just last week against the – he played poorly against the Pats, who have been an up-and-down team this season, and he didn't play well, and they lost. And they should have won that game. The Browns – Baker plays bad. They still they still have been winning. Okay, so here's here's my and I'm gonna take this from our guy that a lot of people don't like, but me and Trevor do enjoy his talk show. And I, I take it from Colin Collard, who I do respect. Sometimes he's a little bit off the rail, but he he sticks to what he likes. All right, and it was just I looked up the Browns and stuff and said this: if the Browns don't yep, win this yep, week yep. against the Titans, and Baker Mayfield again in another big game performs well, the Browns are going to Oh, go, to move away from Baker Mayfield and possibly go to Case Keenum said- for the future and maybe look for a new quarterback there. If Kyler Murray loses to the Rams this week and the Cardinals don't make the playoffs, you think they're moving on from Kyler Murray? They're no. probably working on an extension for the rest of his career for the next five years because they want to get him early before any other contracts get done so they can get him for a cheaper profit than when you wait three more years and the market is two, three hundred million. Baker Mayfield loses another big game. They're going to think about going on from him, moving on from him. That's the difference about Baker Mayfield not playing good or playing good. Losing your job or keeping your job. Kyler Murray's job is not in in jeopardy. And that's why I say needs to perform better. Because if Baker goes out there this week, because the Titans say, you know what? They have a, look it up. Titans have a really poor third down defense and they can't stop the pass. Go look it up. I don't have to say this, but I know for a fact, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. If the Titans are able to shut down the Browns' running game, keep it or maintain it, right? Maintain it under 100 yards, maybe around there. And Baker's got to win the game and can do that, Joe. Say he goes out there, 185 yards, two touchdowns, 19 of 25. But he has go, and you look at the third down throws where he maintains drives and he and completes, like, say he's five for six on third down. That's what I'm talking about. That's a guy that's performed well, and they will win the football game. If he drove, if he goes one touchdown, one pick, and 185 yards, and he's like 19 of 31, they're not going to win the game. He needs to perform better, and his job is in jeopardy. And you're going to start questioning every time he plays poorly, man, is he good enough for the future? Because he didn't get an extension yet. They didn't sign him for a new deal. Well, He's up we'll for have, that new we'll, deal. We'll have to see. Time will only tell because since – did you want to finish? You look like you want to am finish. I, am I all, do you think I'm off? I mean, I don't think I'm off Joe, when I say like that. One guy's about to lose Joe, a job like and one guy up. can't. You wanted to finish up on something. Well, I mean, again, look, if I were to tell you that tomorrow one of these guys is going to throw for 135 yards and two interceptions and his team's going to win, you know I'm talking about Baker. Yeah. 
but they're probably not going to win that game. I rest my case. You know, but that that could happen. That like could that, happen. that. As a matter of fact, I think I think two weeks ago was it against the Browns. Um, or the, I'm sorry, uh, the Browns Eagles game. Uh, twelve out of twenty two, two hundred four yards, in a win against the Texans. Yeah, listen, he, like he doesn't ten yards, and they still they still won. He just. Uh, the difference between these two guys is Baker's job right now is to not lose the game. Yes. Kyler's job is to go win us some football games. Yes. So we're talking about two guys who are in, in different stratospheres with basically different assignments. Like Colt McCoy is going to give you a Baker Mayfield today. Everything His job is to, is to not lose the football game. Everything revolves around Kyler Murray. We're, the ba- we're Baker – it really doesn't just make the throws when needed because everything revolves around our ground attack. That's why I say Kyler needs to perform for their team, the Arizona Cardinals to succeed. Let's finish up. I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> you're being a baby now. Stop the count. <laughs> Anyways, let's, <laughs> I had to get Joe to laugh. Joe's been too serious. He looks too serious right now. Well, you need I'm a lot about this and it's troubling me. <laughs> Well, because we're both right, and Trevor's right. It's because the thing is, Kyler Murray doesn't perform. Joe's going to be going, trying to go to sleep tonight. He's going to be like, see, if Kyler Murray doesn't I'm losing sleep over this. I am. Kyler Murray doesn't perform. The Cardinals have no shot. And Baker could play like Uh, crap, and they could still win. Yeah. But the difference to me is we're talking about winning championships, winning playoff games. And this is going back. I'm going to do it again. This is like the Herbert, Herbert argument. He plays great, but loses games. Is that on him? So what? So Herbert should be what? Two picks and no touchdowns and 150 yards and they win games and Herbert's a good quarterback? Like, I'm moving because on. he, because I'm he moving throws on. 330 yes. yards. Uh, uh, yes. Wait a minute, Teddy. Teddy, wait a minute. 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 It, you're telling me if I told you, Teddy, that if if um if we limit Herbert throwing the football and we're just gonna start pounding the football uh and win some games and his numbers are gonna take a big dip, no picks, he's just gonna throw a touchdown here or there, maybe uh, every other week, couple touchdown game. He's throwing the ball 25 times and they're just pounding the football and that and they're winning games. You're you're telling me that would be preferable than the garbage that they're living through right now? Not because no, of you didn't because mean that. You said you didn't it's a mean that. Not because of him. I will allow you to take it back. I will allow you to retract that ridiculous Joe, statement. I'm a good dude. Joe, if Degrom pitches eight innings and gives up one run, and the guy hits a two-run home run off of Diaz in the ninth, that's not Degrom's fault. And he loses the game. Pitch the whole game, then. Pitch the whole game. He can't manage, though. Yes, bro. Listen, then it's on the match manager. It's on the Mets manager. If, if DeGrom's at 115 pitches in the ninth inning and Diaz is warming up, do you really want to win the goddamn game? Because if you do, just keep that son of a bitch on the mound. <laughs> How many times do you have to watch Diaz or Familia blow a save? How many times do you have to watch it and then cry about it the next day? We're really good. We just can't win a game at the end. You know but then I when I say, but when I say, how come the, the, the Giants just have trouble? Clo- they suck, dumpster fire team. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Joe, I was actually getting worried throughout that whole thing because you were getting farther back in your chair. I thought you were going to leave the screen. <laughs> I will. I'll be honest with you. The chair. Sometimes this chair can lean back, and sometimes it locks into place. This is one of those times where I started moving backward, where the chair literally started going. Yeah. 
And you had to come back. So let's finish off. I don't know if my face ever expressed that, like, uh oh moment, but I felt it. Yeah, a little bit in my gut. Yeah, felt it in my gut. I'm sorry, I had to do that. Trev got mad at me, but we'll finish off on this. No, it's just another time. This is how we can have our two-hour show. So let's let's yeah. If we had if we wanted to do a two-three-hour show, then yes, we could have a lot more discussion. We don't have no voices. Oh, BS. I'd be ready to go anytime. I'd have to pay. I'd have to pace my screaming rants better. And throughout all all of that, Joe will still be thinking about the question we just gave to him. You know, on Instagram, (laughs) you know, like that thing on the Michael K show, they have like the Donald McGregor rants. I just said that, Joe. We need to have rants. We need to go back into the shows and and do like a a collage of his rants and put them together. And we could post Here's the thing we all have the capability. Of having massive rants, you know, we should have like a oh, because we're three Italians that love to scream. You know, it's a ranty kind of show. It is. It's a ranty kind of show. It is a ranty kind of show. You know, last night you guys you know did the whole stupid thing with the bow and the nicest hair it was you, me, Trev, and then the uh, what do you mean? I came up with this. I came on. up with so this on. idea. We should almost have like a little like segment of like the best rants of Joe, best rants of Trevor, best rants of Trev, and then vote have it voted on by like the a fans. tournament. Tournament. A tournament of rants. Who has the best rants? Well, it's easy. All we got to say is Gary Sanchez, Justin Herbert, and Jacob DeGrom. And Joe, me and Joe, we'll all See, my problem is I can't can't rant because Trev knows I'll accidentally say something really stupid. Yeah, and he'll drop like an. I, I, I wish we were on like something like barstool sports. That'd be listen, great. We're, That'd we're, be we're awesome. listening to Pat McAfee's show, and he's like that SB and MF and that. And yeah, yeah he's mind you, he's, he's a radio show host, but he's also wrestling NXT and more yeah. which should be very interesting. Let's close out with and for ESPN. I know. He, he does a hell of a job. Good for him. That, and, and he was one of the best punters of all time. So anyways, let's get, it. Let's on get... The on against Trinton Holiday. Yeah, I, do remember, yeah, shoot, I do remember that. He was only five foot six, 155 pounds, but could fly. So let's get into this. Sorry, Joe. I know my college stats still. We I love it. Stats. We do know our college stats. So let's get into this question because we talked about this last year as well. But it's a year later, and it's happening again. And I specifically put non-quarterback because we're not talking about quarterback. So for anybody that comes on and says, "What about Patrick Mahomes?" Just leave them. Just don't. Just don't comment anymore because you're not watching. So let's get into it. We're in December fifth, and this is crunch time for all these major teams, these playoff implicated teams. So this question is very difficult because there are a lot of great players in this league. A lot of players that are very extremely important to their teams. But who, which one, if you had to pick one player, and it's going to be all three of us, we're going to pick, which non-quarterback is the most important player to his team? And I want to start because I think me and Joe are going to be on the same page on this. It's Derrick Henry. It's crazy. Are you surprised? <laughs> uh, no, because th- No. Because it's tough because there's so many great players, non-quarterbacks, that are, are are impactful. Aaron Donald, you can name. T.J. Watt, receivers. Yeah, but if Aaron uh, Donald, Donald doesn't play well, does that really affect the Rams? Or is the it defensive line? It might because he's he's that good because he takes up so many blockers. Do you think They're double-teaming and triple-teaming him at times a blocker, so he does have a big impact. But Derek Do you think has, he has more impact than Derek, Jalen Ramsey does on the field? And I only say that because Jalen Ramsey, you got star receivers all over the league. Let me tell you why Derrick Henry, plain and simple, is the most. I didn't want to answer your question because I wanted to say what I had to say. Then you could say what you want to say. Say what you want to say. Since 2017, this is 20 games, playoffs included. When Derrick Henry rushes for over 100 yards, 
you know what the Titans record is? They're 18 and two. Wow. The two losses just came this year to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Annapolis Colts back-to-back weeks. We saw what Derrick Henry did last year to carry this team to the AFC Championship game. We're seeing what Derrick Henry is doing right now for the Tennessee Titans. Now, we know, could we really, realistically, maybe have an AFC Championship rematch this year again? Are the Tennessee Titans finding their groove now? Are they the team that could maybe dethrone the Pittsburgh Steelers and maybe give them that one win, one loss? And it all comes down to Derrick Henry. We saw what he did last week against a very, very good Colts defense. He picked them apart. Pick him apart. And he's just that damn good. Everybody wants to say Dalvin Cole, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. Derrick Henry right now, he's the best running back in the game. What he does for that offense, everything goes around him. And we just talked about Baker Mayfield. Like how, oh, well, they don't need everything that doesn't revolve around Baker Mayfield. It revolves around that game plan of the rushing attack of Derrick Henry. So the Tennessee Titans, they're getting hot at the right time. Derrick Henry is getting hot at the right time. His next five games, Browns at Jags, Lions, Packers, at Packers, I should say, and at Texans. How about another question? Is it possible that he could get to 2,000 yards? He's at 1257 right now. He leads the league in rushing. He's going to have games where he's probably going to have higher than 100, just 100 yards. He might have that 200-yard games like he's had over the past couple of years. Is he going to possibly, maybe, get 2,000 yards? Is it even What's bigger? What's he at now? 1257. He's currently the leading rusher in the NFL right now. And his next five games, like I said, the Browns could be a tough test, but then he plays the Jaguars. We know how bad, well, according to Joe, there's a good football team, Jacksonville Jaguars, the Detroit Lions, who we know is not a good team. The Packers defense is not as great, but they are a good team. And then they finish up with the Texans, who last year when he played in week 17, he had about 220 yards on this team. So is it possible that Derrick Henry could have even have 2,000 yards? And if you want, you can pick your most favorite. But who, do, who would you say? Is your I most mean, the obvious is Derrick Henry. That's what I did. And while, but if you, had to pick, and you, while you guys to... were talking, and while you guys were talking, my mind was rolling. So I was going through teams that actually mean anything, meaning playoff teams. So I went through the teams. I'm like, Miami, no one. I'm like, the Bills, no one that's really impactful outside the quarterback. I'm like, I'm, so I went through the teams. I'm like, Seattle. DK Metcalf, great, but they can still win as long as Russ cooks and finds other ways to win. They don't have a running game. I'm like, the Rams, they don't have a running game. No running backs impactful. No receivers impactful. I just said, I was like, all right. The Saints, I was like, Alvin Kamara, but not really. hasn't done much. And, Joe, you were 100% right. Taysom Hill has taken away from Alvin Kamara's stats, and they have still dominated one game. I stand corrected, Joe. Um, you know, they got to figure I, that out. they got to figure that out big time if, if that's got to be the way it's going to be for a while. They've got to be able to get the ball to that kid. That's oh. insane. So then I was like, all right. I was like, well, what about Tampa Bay? I was like, maybe Ronald Jones. I'm like, let me go. And I just pulled up quick. I'm like, let me look at the games that he's played well in. And maybe those are the games he won. I'm like, well, he didn't do much against the Giants. They still won. He only had 34 yards against the Raiders. And they still crushed the Raiders up in, in, in Las Vegas. And then the other games, he, put, he had over 100 yards. And they won games. But statistically, I was like, there's really no one. So my answer is going to be not a player. It's going to be a coach. It's going to be Bruce Arians. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay because – the question we have with this feared? team, it's not feared. Uh, what was the beginning question? Because it wasn't feared. Wasn't the, Joe switched it? Which 
Well, now yeah, the, well, the most important player on the team. It's not going to be a player. I think it's a coach. I think it's Bruce Arians. Because okay. we, we look at this Tampa Bay team and we look at the talent they have offensively, defensively, we're like, this team should be the best team in the NFC. Right? I mean, don't we look at this team and like this team should? I mean, you got Sue, you got Devin White. I mean, they have defensive players. They have stars all over yeah, the field. Offensively, they have stars. You have Brady. They have a pretty good offensive line. I think it's the coach because when you match this team up, right, the Tampa Bay Bucks against the Saints, I think we like Sean Payton better. I think Sean Payton puts his team in a better chance to win the football game. That's why we've seen in both games the Saints have dominated. Not because the Saints have more talent in Tampa Bay. I think the coaching preparation – is better. I think he has his team better prepared and and better ready to play the game. He's prepared for his test. He studied longer. He didn't wait for the night before. I that's why I say when you look at teams like the Rams and 49ers, you know the Rams haven't been the 49ers in like six straight games. It's because Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. You look at the coaching matchups. Look at the coaching matchups. I think it comes down to coaching. Coaching matters. If anything I could take away from what we talked about on Tuesday, we talked about coaching and quarterback matchups, right? And why do some teams win with the right coach? And why do some teams don't win the right player? You know, we we love Herbert. And Joe's like, yeah, but they don't win games. Is it coaching? So I'm going to say Bruce Arians. And it's not a player because I'm trying to think. Hey, of that's fu- no, that's you know, fine. I it, it doesn't have it, to be. I know. It, it didn't it, have it, to be it, a player, Joe. It, it could have been Devontae Adams and say, hey, listen, when Devontae Adams is on the field, Green Bay is so explosive. But guess what? Don't you think Aaron Rodgers is still good enough to win games without Devontae? He's doing it. He's right? Done, he's done it. Don't you think if DK Metcalf doesn't play that well, Seattle Seahawks can still find ways to win. David Moore, Lockett, and Russell Wilson just doing what he does, yeah. right? Does, does, is there an impactful player that you look at the Rams and be like, ah. I mean, Aaron Donald gets triple team and they still win games. It doesn't do anything. Joseph, what do you got? Let's hear your I'm going to pick – I'm going to pick the guy Derrick Henry said is the best. I'm going to say it's Dalvin Cook. And if you look at the way he's been playing, that team really turned things around when Dalvin Cook started playing well. And Kirk Cousins, I've always thought, was garbage. And he tricked us for a little while there. (laughs) (laughs) Almost Kirk Cousins. You didn't get me. You got close. close. Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins. There you go. Got to perform better. Great running game, got to perform better. But go ahead, bud, because I have both of these running backs on my fantasy team, Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Thank you. You must be having a hell of a season because, uh, I mean, again, for Derrick Henry to call Dalvin Cook uh, the best running back in the NFL, it tells you, I think, all you need to know. Um, You know, it's funny. I was watching a video last night of Muhammad Ali, and people get into the debate Ali or Marciano, and he did an interview with Howard Cosell in the mid-'70s, um, and Howard Cosell ran through the list. Frazier, everybody, every single guy. Oh, back to Jack Johnson. Muhammad Ali, oh. beat them all. Yep. He said, what about Marciano? And he went, hmm. And Howard Cosell was like, oh, my God. you didn't." I'm surprised you didn't just immediately say yes. And he was like, honestly, on Joe's best day and my best day, maybe I could beat him. But most days, I think Rocky would have beat me. I don't think I could have beat that guy. Um. The, the, so that conversation's officially over. Ali or Marciano. Ali told you the answer. And he sparred with Rocky when Rocky was a little bit older. Um, and he was still convinced that Marciano was the better guy. If Derrick Henry tells you Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the league, and you look at the way that team's been playing since he's he's really picked up his game, I, I, I mean, it, it, it's it's pretty clear. I mean, this guy's a monster right now, putting up huge numbers. And, and and again, I think you look at guys like Cook, you look at guys like Henry, and 
it should remind teams that you don't need James Robinson to be your starting running back, that you can actually invest in a top quality guy at a college, um, hand him the football, rake up a lot of yards, and win games. And also, it, it's, a, it's a formula that worked for like 50 years in the NFL. I know everybody wants to throw the football, but you got about 10 guys in the league that can really throw the football. And the one of the things that separate Dalvin Cook from Derrick Henry is the passing game. Oh, yeah, of because course. Because Derrick Henry is is not known for a being in the passing game. He's that His thing is just handling the ball off 30 times, he's going to do his thing. Try tackle. Hey, you know what? Dalvin Cook, when you get him the ball – it's either when the passing game, he's, he's he's just as good as as a receiver as he is a running back, too. So I understand. Hey, but maybe he's just being nice. I'll put it this way, Joe. I just came up with a player, but I think he's just being nice instead of being the bold guy going, I'm the best running back in the league. I got a player, though, and if I have to answer the question, what a player, it's Tyreek Hill. What he does speed-wise. And I said it the other day. I was, I was, thinking, of, I was thinking of what Tyreek yeah. Hill does yeah. for the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. to open up everything else because his speed yeah. opens the middle of the field up for Travis Kelsey. If you don't have him on the field, teams don't fear the speed as much. And I'm not saying Hardman is slow, but there's a different type of speed with Tyreek Hill. Everyone talks about it. They don't give him the name Cheetah for just – world-class speed okay so his speed which we saw last week flies by everyone which means you have to put a safety over him which means you don't have another guy to guard <clears throat> kelsey or another receiver he opens up everything else your defense your cornerback has to play 10 yards back you have to have a safety over the top because if you don't he will have 200 yards receiving on you in the first quarter that's the tampa bay box so if i am going to have to choose a player outside of a coach just came to me Tyree Kill. I think his speed and dynamic of what he <laughs> Poor Alexander. Always hurt and Jalen. Crawley boy, that's a good one, dude. I will jump in with Tyree Kill because I think his explosiveness, I it just opens everything else up for the Chiefs and makes Mahomes' life and everyone else's life around him easier. If I was going to pick another guy, but he's been injured all year, and I said it last year, I would say George Kittle because of what he does to that for that offense. Blocking, receiving. I mean, he does everything. He made Jimmy G's life. It's hard to use him when he hasn't played all the season. And that's, and that's I know. Because you said you like, even liked him as an MVP caliber player because he could do all three things. It's like I'm talking to, I'm talking to a wall sometimes. Anyways, yes, he, has, he got injured this year. If he didn't get injured, I mean, he is – as valuable as any non-quarterback in this league. So, are you done talking? You done? Thank God. Yeah, but you know what? That's as much a product of the way that team operates. Do you not think he would be able to flourish in another system? No, 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 no. Uh, yes. I, I mean, it, it. well, it depends. It's it depends Jimmy on what the system is. There, look, there, you know, look I, I think when you're a superstar player, you're an elite-level talent player. Yeah. And you're on a team where the system's not right, the coaches aren't using you right. Your chances of of getting to the top are are decreased. Yes. Yeah. You you end up, again. Look, I mean, I think Pat Mahomes the, the perfect example to to explain. I mean, right? You take this guy and you're like, we don't even need you, but we're just gonna put you here for now, and uh, we'll let you know. <laughs> what a what a, an amazing situation to be in. So, I mean, when, when, when you're fortunate to be an elite level athlete in the right situation, in the right system where, and, and again, how about a, a being on a team where, I mean, the, the chiefs could, could go out and sign 
uh, Antonio Brown and 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 Mike Evans and and Godwin and and have a whole entire fantasy team on your roster, but they don't because they're smart. You don't need you don't need four superstars there. You've got the guys. You got Kelsey. You got Hill. You're good. They're 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 playing it smart, and 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 that's the difference. Again, you look at the Chiefs. The way the Chiefs organization is run, they put guys in position to win. Bruce Arians doesn't. He's, he's I mean, yeah, with a team that he and has, that's why I love the coach because the, I look at their with talent. the team that they have. Yeah, with the talent that they have, they should be just as good. They should be the Kansas City Chiefs. Of the NFC, they should be the Kansas City Chiefs of the NFC right don't now. Don't you they think if he was the coach of the Tampa Bay and and Bruce Arians was the coach of the Chiefs? That the Tampa Bay Bucks would be a much better team record-wise. Uh, what if Mitch Trubisky's throwing to him though, Jace? He did have Brian Horry throwing to him, but they didn't make the playoffs this year. Well, right. So, so, <laughs> so then, yeah. then that didn't happen. That literally <laughs> wouldn't have happened. He can make DeAndre Hopkins very happen. good, very good, and he would make again. I think DeAndre Hopkins is the kind of guy that makes a pretty good quarterback, a great quarterback. Yeah. Yes. And that's yeah, what yeah. you want. That's then, what you want from guys. DeAndre Hopkins is, you know, he's got to be thrilled with that trade. That that made his life infinitely better. Okay. No clearly, right. it clearly made everybody in Houston significantly worse. And so for him, he's got to look in the mirror and be like, yeah, that's what I thought. And he knows. But I don't know that you're going to make every single team a playoff contender. If he's on the Jets, the Jets still suck. Sorry. That's not going to change things. They're they're more than they're more than one player in any given position away from being competitive. Yeah, exactly. And that's why great quarterbacks. And that's why great quarterbacks can make nobody's great. Yep. You got to be. You got to be in the right six. system. And the what is expected of you, Teddy, needs to be what your skill set says you can deliver. If I'm the Browns and I'm like Baker, listen, we need you to win us some games. Oh Jesus! Uh, whose idea was that? The, no way! How does, Belichick, how does Belichick win games with no one? Right? Because he's Bill Belichick. He's just a better coach. Maybe yeah. he should be on this list. And because that's why I, and that's why I said Bruce Arians. There, listen. About- there's no reason Arizona should have lost to the Patriots. I mean, literally, Cam's first pass intercepted. Forty seconds later, they're in the end zone. It was unbelievable. And Arizona got stuffed at the goal line at the end of the first half when they four and fourth to goal, and the Patriots stuffed them. Bill Belichick is the kind of guy who could take DeAndre Hopkins, go to the Jets, and make them competitive. They'd win four games. They would with Bill. They'd find they'd find a way to win some games there. They would do it. I bet you the Jets have two three wins with Belichick. Absolutely, because Absolutely. he's smarter, he's better, he sees what you're doing, he sees what you're doing, they go over and it's like, oh, let me just redesign a defense really quick so we can stop that nonsense. Are the things of legend. What Bill Belichick does at halftime in that locker room, what he's been doing the last 20, 25 years, he's the best. And I hate his guts, and I hate the Patriots, but well, I have eyes. That is the best. That is one of those rare people that that would make any team and any person better. Okay, and I wish no you way, the no many games this season as they as they have. It's like Joe, if they put you on any wiffle ball team, they make them from a, a lousy team to a perennial contender, right, Joe? The team's a lot better. I could tell you that. 
I can tell you, you're, got, you're getting a player. You're getting a player. You're getting a scrappy scrapper, and that's what you need in these games. Joe's DeGrom. A lot of heart. Dominant, baby. The difference between me and Jacob DeGrom is I finish my starts. Aww. Well, you don't have a manager, and you don't have analytics to worry about. I'm either. the manager. Oh, but, well, there you go. And you don't have analytics to uh, ruin it for you. I do have analytics. We keep really tight stats in our wiffle ball league, you know, because we're we're cool. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, Frank, we not, we probably got to talk about this, Frank. I appreciate Frank from the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show chiming in. He's laughing about wiffle ball. Uh, I'm in a competitive wiffle ball league, and I'm very proud of it. Three time All Star. Yeah, there's only six people in the league. <laughs> How many teams are there? Two teams. There's two teams made up of mostly eight-year-olds. They let me play, and I'm dominating. So it's like the Peyton Manning SNL skit when he's throwing passes at the kids and just beaming them. Dude, you want that? That bit made me laugh so much because when I was a kid, I, I had a bunch of younger nieces and nephews, and we used to always get together. And I, I mean, it was just all right. Yeah, I gotta throw crush home run after home run. I'd hit six or seven home runs in an inning. They wouldn't he even have gotten me out. And I'm like, all right, you guys can just be up now. My arms are hurting from swinging. Let me, yeah, let me just gas you now with some uh, with some nasty curves and and risers. Yeah. Oh, come on. One of your uncles comes out. It's like, Joe, come on, be easy on the kids. What a guy, Joe. What a guy. They were like, can I be on your team? Looks like you uh, could use a little help beating these little bastards down. Um, but yeah, competitive wiffle ball, it, take it seriously. It's the future of uh, competitive sports. It's the future of our country. Hey, you know what? It might, it might be a COVID sport, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you could spread them out. Not too many players on the field. We played. We did. We played through COVID. I mean, it, it's, you know, easy enough game to play. Uh, but there, there's 12 teams in, in all seriousness. There's about 60 guys in the league. Um, about a dozen made the all-star team. Paying off the people to get into these all-star games is a question. <laughs> That's funny. My right. batting average was uh, uh, 560. My on-base, 790. Four homers, 35 ribbies. I can go all day with stats. Yeah. Guess what? You know what? Gary Sanchez only batted one-fifth of that. The Gi- the Yankees should go sign you as a catcher. Maybe I can catch. That's the funny bring part. Gary back to wiffle ball. He might have a – he might do well. ruin his swing. All he right. Listen, Frank, well, kickball kickball's a playground sport. Wiffle ball's serious. <laughs> it's a man's game, baby. That's where the men go. That's where you separate. Where we separate the men from the boys. <laughs> We're the boys, mind you, most of us. <laughs> All Joseph, young. Joseph, as always, thanks. Buddy. Is the show over? Are you? Are you seem sad? I didn't know it was over. I apologize. I wasn't prepared for it. But thank you. Enjoy yeah, the game. Been an hour and fifteen minutes. Been an hour and fifteen minutes. I've I barely paid attention. I apologize. We could at least go for a, a, at least another hour and a half, an hour. Well, see, this uh, is where we start not talking about sports. We have fun, and then we come back to the sports. Yeah, and then you know what's going to happen for everybody watching right now is we're going to end the show in a minute, and then we're going to sit in, in a room like this and talk for another hour. Well, you know, it's and funny. you're not going to know anything we're, we're saying. Any of it. That's what we yeah. and just keep you missed all the best stuff. They missed the first 20 minutes before the show. That so technically, we're on an hour and a half right now. No, we're on longer than that. Yeah, because we did the baseball thing before. Yeah, so technically, I'm like an hour and a half show. Yeah. So 20 minutes. Well, the, after this is the uncut version. This is yeah. uh, I that, that's pay per view. I got to take, take care of my leaking roof. Yeah, we got a problem with the, he's got a leak in his. He's, in his I house. had a little leaky sitch too, right by the back slider it's coming in. <laughs> So yeah, my front door. Between so who'd you have go up uh, on the roof? 
my 17-year-old. <laughs> she's short and very compact, so uh, she's nice low base. She did yeah, a hell of a job up there. You George, I mean, Joe to be like Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase going to the room. Honey! Honey! Joseph, you know, now that you mentioned it, I should probably go check on her. Joseph, as always. Wait, she's still up there? I, I didn't hear her come back in, and I did hear a thud in the backyard. I don't know. Is it snowing? It is. It's a blizzard up here. You guys getting that down there? I don't know. Let's check. This is unlo- no, it's just, no, it's just a little rain. Oh, really? Dude, we've got like, um. it looks like Christmas outside right now. I'm talking like big, fat snowflakes. Yeah, we it's got been, been like that for a couple hours. Joseph, go check it if, if your daughter's all right. Good idea. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, everybody have a wonderful weekend. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So subscribe, comment, share, and like. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. To the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcast and cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We unlocking the statements. Streaming.